Good morning and welcome. You are listening to The Breakfast Show right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are. You're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing, wonderful, awesome, incredible... Oh, stop. Amazing, awesome... <laughs> Every day I, we I've go run through out of, this. I've run out of yeah. words. <laughs> you leave me speechless, Monica. That's. I think that's just the case. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Lawson. <laughs> You're too kind, really. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm so good. What a wonderful weekend. Praise the Lord. How was your weekend? I had a great weekend, too. Wait, wait what did you get up to? I was hanging out with DJ Shell. We went to the market. Aww. We discovered a new market that neither of us knew about and just bought olives and all kinds of yummy, Aww. delicious things. So, yeah, That's yeah. That's awesome. Where, 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 in yeah, the Newcastle markets. We went to the Islington oh, Flea Markets sure. and we found some good bargains. I got this adorable little uh, handbag. I'll show mm-hmm. you later. <laughs> A little, uh, an old vintage glow mesh handbag. Mm-hmm. But then as we were driving away, we saw a farmer's market, and so we ducked in there. Oh, it turned nice. out to be so amazing, fresh bread and all kinds of amazing things. Yeah, mm. definitely good. I had a great Sabbath. I went to this thing called Friday uh, Fireside Friday. Oh, which was that was Friday night. They had like all these fires out of the front, out the front of Avondale Church, and just like hanging out, needing food, and living our Yum. best lives. And then Saturday, going to church. You know, obviously, really just, just amazing time. Yeah, and then getting together with some people and going for an afternoon walk, and then eating some oh, hot pot after. Amazing. Like, like just really, just a fantastic day spending time with people. And then yesterday, I woke up. And I did my laundry <laughs> and I cleaned my room. It was like... I did that too. I did the laundry and scrubbed my bathroom, yeah. Because it's like finally I've finished all my like essays uh-huh. and whatnot. It's like I've come out of gremlin mode. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like uh, before You've I was... Emerged. That's right. And it's like, you know, clean all this stuff. I picked my friend up from the airport. Just had like a day where it's like all of my life, my affairs are now in order. And it's just the best thing ever. Well, coming up to in today's show, we're going to be having an amazing interview with none other than Colin Buchanan. So make so sure... So exciting. Make sure you are tuned in for that. And also, I'm going to be talking about Target. I'm going to be talking about Brains. What's happening in that space? Well, you're going to find out if you stay tuned. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're going to have our first clue for the quiz. Yes, let's do a... How about your choice, Lawson? Do you want to do a who am I quiz or would you like to do a what number am I quiz today? Depends who the who is. I'm not going to tell you. I I know, but (laughs) it's uh, maybe we'll do a who am I. Okay, clue number one. I gave orders to have Michael taken away, f- sorry, Michael, Michael, taken away from her husband, Paltiel, and, and be given back to David. Ah, Do you know who it is? Okay, okay. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win. Oh, an amazing book. This is called Food as Medicine by oh, Sue Rad. This is incredible. Isn't this book? This is such a good book. This book is huge, by the way. Yeah. This, this book is like a... Like an, I've seen like it in theater. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like really, you know, deck someone with this. It's so <laughs> big. <laughs> It's huge. It's the weapon of a book. It's enormous. It was actually awarded the best best health and nutrition cookbook in the world for um for 2017 at the prestigious Gourmand World Cookbook Awards. So this is like a full on amazing book. It's 400 page recipe book. It's not just an exciting cookbook. It is a blueprint for eating your way to good health. 
Uh, it features 150 plant-based recipes developed for their health-promoting properties as well as their amazing taste bud appeal. It guides users towards safer cooking methods, showcases everyday medicinal ingredients and reveals how to set up a wellness kitchen to make it easier and exciting to eat well at home. It's actually written by uh, an experienced dietitian, Sue Rad. Have you met Sue Rad? Maybe. She's a gun, man. She knows her stuff. This woman is... She like, sounds legit. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done a lot of research, um, international cooking experience, brings it all to this book. It's an absolutely gorgeous book. It's Like we said, it's a big hardcover, gorgeous photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those cookbooks you look at and you think, oh, I wish I could buy that, but I'm too broke. <laughs> 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 We're giving this thing away on the show. That's why you just go to people's houses who own the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not You experience it through my Or you do them. what I do in bookshops, uh, bookshops and surreptitiously take photos. Of the, of the recipes. <laughs> is um, that illegal? Like, I don't is, know. is that like. I don't photograph the whole book. I'll just like photograph maybe two, three, tops five recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Food is Medicine Cooking for Your Best Health by Sue Rad is this week's prize. We'll be doing the grand prize draw on Friday. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is get one chance in this week by getting one of the clues, one of the five clues, uh, sorry, quizzes uh, correct this week. So today's is a who am I? The first clue is I gave orders to have Michael taken away from her husband, Paltiel, and be given back to David. Mm. If you know who that is, 0491 We've got a bunch of people answering in at the moment. Monica, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, you were saying you went to like that fire of Vespers thing? Yeah. I went to a special Vespers as well this week. Yeah. It's an Udi. Vespa. An Udi. Yeah, <laughs> so you guys decked out in pajamas, you know. Just an Udi. I put my Udi on the top of my jeans. It was lovely. We all snuggled up and yeah, it was great. Oh, it's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, this is an incredible story. DJ Shell actually sent this one to me. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. So a Victorian woman has won uh, a very pre- prestigious award, the Victorian Rural Woman of the Year Award for 2023. Oh, wow. Um, Nikki Davy, And she's won it by creating uh, an award-winning app for flower farmers to encourage people to buy local. Wow. And at first I thought, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's always nice to, you know, buy local and support small businesses first in your area. Turns out it's a way bigger problem than I ever imagined. Mm. Uh, so this is this app was uh, created to encourage Australians to buy locally grown flowers. It's basically a digital marketplace. Sure, it connects mm. producers with the local market. Uh, so Nikki Davy herself runs a flower farm at Glenmore, which is about seventy k's west of Melbourne. She grows perennial wildflowers, natives, and she also has a juvenile truffle orchard. Mm. That's going to take maybe up to 10 to 15 years to actually come into um, fruition for her. So at the moment, she's still focusing more on uh, her flowers. But she created this digital marketplace called Grown Not Flown. Mm. So you can, I highly recommend, if you're someone who buys flowers, download Grown Not Flown. Uh, It's an invention that supports the slow flower movement, um, connects local flower consumers with sustainable um, producers. It's it's a glo- it ended up being so successful that she made it a global platform. So now it's being used in 30 different countries. So even if you're an Aussie but you happen to be, I don't know, 
in uh, in Paris for the weekend visiting your mother-in-law or something, you need some flowers, you can still use your Aussie app and it tells you which like where the flower growers are in Paris that have like, locally grown flowers. Yep, but uh, good luck bringing those flowers back to Australia. Actually, we're going to talk about that, yeah. <laughs> So, so you can you can use it anywhere in the world um, to 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 look for locally grown flowers, mm-hmm. and uh, and it turns out that this is actually a bigger issue than I ever knew. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is honestly just blowing my mind. What I've discovered falling down this this rabbit hole. So they've actually tried. The flower industry is trying to identify local blooms by having these new green and gold rubber bands. So unfortunately, at the moment, it's still voluntarily. Mm. So if you are a flower grower and you want to sell your flowers, you can purchase. You have to actually buy these green and gold rubber bands to stick around your flowers to indicate to buyers that you have locally grown blooms. Mm. Um, And at the moment, in a couple of days' time, actually in June, the government is about to make a decision as to whether or not cut flowers are added to what they call the cool labeling, (laughs) which isn't, you know, cool because it's funky it's it stands for uh, country of origin labeling and um and the the flower industry is hoping this is going to happen because it's going to bring some money into the um flower industry in australia but i didn't know this lawson but half of all flowers sold in australia come from overseas really and in peak period so like valentine's or mother's day when actually it's harder for um, australians to grow flowers up to 90% of the flowers sold are being shipped in from overseas. Places like Kenya, Colombia, Ecuador, Malaysia. And uh, last year, this is this is a little bit scary. Last year, the federal government reviewed the, the country of origin regulations for all products and decided that potentially um, the changes, they're going to make some changes and they would not be expanded to include cut flowers. So we might be looking at a sudden loss of 50 up to 90% of the flowers that you can buy at any one point, which I think is going to be quite devastating for consumers because if there's only suddenly like 50% less stock, that means the remaining stock is going to be shooting up in price. Mm. Um, but this might be like a, uh, a, good, um, a good decision because it turns out importing blooms is literally a ticking biosecurity time bomb. Absolutely. So apparently the flower industry, a lot of um, people like the Flower Industry Australia uh, Chief Executive, her name is Anna Jador, she says the flower industry should be transparent like other produce, like food or manufactured products. Because, you know, we go to the supermarket and you can pick up anything and it tells you where it was made, right? Mm. And it has to by law, not flowers apparently. Mm-hmm. And Anna, she says that the cut flower industry is an exotic pest and disease superhighway. Wow. Because the Department of Agriculture claims to inspect 100% of consignment, but in reality less than 20% of each load is actually physically examined, which is a huge concern because diseases that come in on cut flowers, they're actually really worried right now that it might get Xylella, mm-hmm. which is uh, a new disease that's not in Australia yet, um, but it could wipe out like just billions of blooms and devastate the local flora and fauna. Mm. So not only are like, we having these issues where we're bringing in so much from other countries, but what we're bringing in is diseasing the stuff we have at home. Mm-hmm. So currently... So importing flowers is just a lose-lose situation then. Literally. It's ru- not yeah. only are you stifling local markets, but simultaneously it's going to ruin it's those local markets. It's the highest risk pest pathway, which is just really, uh, it's blowing my mind because, we, you know, you've been through biosecurity when you come in the airport. Oh, they, absolutely. They have a fit even if your shoes are a bit dirty. I can't believe that they don't really, mm-hmm. they're not checking about the, the flower import, the fresh, like who, 
well, of course there's going to be bugs all over fresh mm. flowers. To me, that seems like, like a no-dar. Um, so, unfortunately, we've already had some outbreaks in Australia from recent biosecurity uh, uh, failures, including what they call the fall armyworm and the serpentine leaf miner, which has apparently shown tremendous economic and emotional turmoil uh, mm. on the industry and its members. Um, but, yeah, so this is uh, this is something I didn't know existed. And um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be downloading Grown Not Flown. Mm-hmm. And supporting ahead of whatever the government decides in, in a few days' time, going to be supporting locally grown flowers. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I'd presented this before Mother's Day. <laughs> 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 I'm a bit late off the mark here, mm-hmm. but hey, if you if, they know for next time. Yeah, if you're about to buy some flowers or you're a regular flower buyer, download Grow Not Flown. Support local. Look out for those gold and green rubber bands, even if you don't have the app, mm-hmm. and uh, and support local Aussie flower farmers. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, and Monica. And Monica, you are going to bring us another clue for the quiz. Yes, clue number two of our Who Am I quiz goes like this. I accuse Abner of sleeping with a concubine named Rizpa. Mm. 0491064669. Tell us who accused Abner of sleeping with a concubine named Rizpa. If you know the answer, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And our amazing prize for this week is Food as Medicine, which is a fantastic, beautiful book. If anything, it's just nice as like an ornament in your house. Honestly, you could you could just go on a shelf and make your house look good. But simultaneously, if you want food to heal you. If you yeah. want food that will be medicine, that will be a blessing to your life. Again, 0491-064-669. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, I've got a couple different stories to talk about. I've got a story, firstly, that uh, producer Shell sent me as well. She's she's just been on top of the news. Yeah. She's just all about it, getting it done. And she's like, hey, listen, talk about this. And this is specifically about Target. Oh. Target, the famous... Uh, department store. The Red Circle Boutique. That's right. Target. Target, as we we, uh, colloquially refer to it here in Australia. But Target uh, has been... It's actually interesting. Here in Australia, like, Kmart is, like, the spot. And Target's, like, simultaneously the spot, but I think to a lesser degree. Kmart is, like, the thing here because Kmart does everything. But Kmart pretty much doesn't exist in the States. I know, and sad for them because yeah. we love Kmart. We love Kmart here, but, but Target is—it's just the problem is that Target's just more expensive. They're more like upmarket. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But Target is essentially in that position. It is in the driver's seat of cheap, unbranded clothes, essentially. No, it's a bit more upmarket in the states as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like a fancy—it's like a fancy dollar shop, which is the same here. It's mm-hmm. the same here. Yeah. Well. Essentially, it's in the driver's seat of that position. Right, absolutely. Wh- whatever we're talking about. Uh, however, however we define the, the market space that Target occupies, it's in that position. It's really I don't 100% know because I never go to Target. <laughs> I, think, I think I've been to Target maybe once in the last really? five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Target. You're Kmart all day, all the way. No, no, well, even K- So I go to Kmart occasionally and I'll buy, like, I don't know, like a a humidifier or something like that. But like when it comes to clothes, I have resolved to buying more expensive clothes because I go through clothes so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like I, you really wear and tear clothes. And if I buy clothes that are like 
twelve dollars, they just die. They're just gone. Even H- like even H and M, like the pockets are falling out. Everything. So Target's not really my spot, but. Target is huge. It's a huge brand. It hates people to go is. there. Um, it's incredibly popular here in Australia, but again, especially in the States. It is massive. But there has been a huge boycott of Target that has really? taken place, and it's been as a result of its LGBTQ line that is coming out for Pride Month. So Pride Month is coming is starting just in a few days. In you know June 1st, Pride Month will begin. And uh, Target is releasing a, a Pride Month line. And the issue specifically with that is they are, re- they are sourcing a lot of their designs from a designer named Eric Carnell, who has a company that runs on Etsy. Oh, and yeah. this company, so, so the, the designs that he's made for Target so far, there's only three of them. Uh, they are We Belong Everywhere and like a pride flag, uh, Too Queer for Here, and then finally Cure Transphobia, Not Trans People, which are sentiments that I don't agree with uh, in, in various different ways. But these are the ones that Target are putting out. I would say for the most part, like com- compared to the current cultural zeitgeist, it's not overly offensive i'm i'm like okay fair enough you know that's and that's why target feels safe to be able to sell things like that but if you dig a bit deeper into eric carnell now they have um you know contracted him this person from their etsy store now their etsy store sells shirt and merchandise with such um with, with such slogans as satan respects pronouns and trans witches for abortion Wow. Which is incredibly gnarly and pretty inflammatory in the space, in that space. So now a huge portion of Target's customer base has just gone, stuff this. Like, we don't want anything to do with Target yeah. if, they're, if they're supporting people like this. And, yeah. And they're putting out designs that, okay, we already don't agree with what they're saying, but now they're just relying on people who are just completely and utterly offensive. We don't want anything to do with and they're that. targeting our kids yeah oh yeah. absolutely like these 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 clothes come in all ranges all sh- shapes and sizes and ages so they're like hey we absolutely don't want anything to do this with this now interestingly the etsy store which these designs come from is currently um completely out of stock like they've had to shut down to fulfill back orders because it's been so popular as a result of this um marketing and i guess there are people who you know, believe that way and have those convictions who think, you know, they're like, yep, that, this is where we, what we want to get. But for Target, in the last week, they have lost $9 billion in value. Wow. The, $9 uh, billion. $9 billion of their... They, they have a net worth of around, like, a, like a, a portfolio of around $70 billion. And $9 billion of that has gone down the tube in the last week of people pulling out. And th- because this boycott is actually being effective, um, commenting on this, there have been people that have said, like, there have been boycotts in the past for, like, certain brands and whatnot, but they never stick. Because think about Target, right? Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's, such, it's a thing that's so convenient. Mm-hmm. Or people being like, oh, let's boycott Maccas because, oh, they you know, treat the environment poorly, but it's not going to stop Maccas at the end of the day. Yeah. But I think what it's done is... It's just really stopped people from wanting to have anything to do with a brand like Target. Like, they haven't had to say, like, oh, even though Target's so good, you know, boycott Target. Um, it's like, oh, Target no. doesn't sell anything essential. That's right. They're yeah. just like, oh, we've, we don't need this. We just boycott it. And so they are 
increasingly decreasing in stock. They are rapidly going that direction. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, if in the future. If- I'm just looking up some of the offensive stuff they're selling. Like they're mm. selling tuckable. And swimwear for transgender oh, yeah. people to be able to tuck mm. their genitals into their female uh, swimsuits. There's a there's some badges here, some pins where it says uh, "homophobe headrest" and it's a picture of a guillotine. Is and, this in Target? Well, that's the that's the guy uh, who designed it okay, on okay, the Etsy okay. store. This is some uh, of the stuff that he's selling. Oh uh, my dad is wild. so he's basically saying if you, if you don't if you don't like anything homosexual, you should just be decapitated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is really extreme. Mm-hmm. And then the picture of the the Satanist, um, the skull of the of the sheep, and it, yeah, the Satan, Satan respects pronouns. It's just really disturbing. It's it's super whack, and I think that it's good that because it's not just. We're not just talking about a difference of opinion. We're just talking about offensive. Yeah. People are like, hey, we don't want to contribute to this. We don't want to you know, be a part of this. So, yeah, we'll see where this ends up over the coming weeks and how Target responds. Another quick story I wanted to talk about, one that has evangelical evangelicals licking their lips is that Neuralink, which is Elon Musk's brain chip firm, has just been approved by the FDA for human study. So these are brain chips that you like implant in your brain and uh, that, you know, they've been doing a lot of work in the space of, you know, helping people to be able to walk and whatnot. So far, they've only been doing it on like monkeys and stuff. Um, It has now been approved for human human trials. And as I said, evangelicals, there is a a large group of people concerning Bible prophecy who believe that the mark of the beast will be a brain implant yep. so like because the bible says it's like oh the mark will be on the forehead or mm-hmm. on the right on the right hand now i wholeheartedly and totally disagree and it's so funny because when it comes to scholarly consensus from all backgrounds of christianity whether it is evangelical whether it is seventh day adventist whether it's baptist or you know hardline protestant or, or whatever it may be like for, from the scholarly perspective they're like there's no way that you could make the application to this being a brain yeah. Like a brain implant. But for like wider Christian culture, they're like, did you read what it said? When it, <laughs> yeah. when it said that it's in our forehead, it's it's a mark of the beast. It's a brain chip. But at the end of the day, like the mark of the beast is totally and 100% due to how to, how we worship God, mm-hmm. which uh, we're actually going to get into. We're, we're going we're gonna to get, we've been getting into this in our Bible study. We might touch on a little bit this week. So this brain chip, is this something that, like, like for example, they're using it to help uh, paralyze people walk again? Yeah, exa- that's exactly. Man, if I lost the use of my legs, 100% you could stick a brain chip in my yeah. head. I would not complain. It has Bluetooth connectivity as well to Do send it. different signals. So this is some really high tech stuff. We're going to be looking at how it's unfolding again mm-hmm. over the coming weeks and how it goes with human trials. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to have another clue for the quiz. Who am I? Recap and Barna stabbed me to death while I lay in my bed, then cut off my head and took it to David. Oh, who am I? Recab and Barna stabbed me to death while I lay on my bed, then cut off my head and took it to David. 
That is wild. Yeah. But hey, if you know who that is, get in and get yourself a chance to win Food as Medicine by Sue Rad coming up grand prize draw at the end of this week. Absolutely. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Now, we come to an interview that we have been participating over the last couple of weeks, and it is with none other than Colin Buchanan. Colin, are you there with us? I certainly am. I'm just sitting in shock at the quiz this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. It's it's very, very rarely that I'll be introduced following um, (laughs) uh, such, such... such graphic violence. Hey, it's, uh, it's biblical, though, so, you know, where are Don't we're, worry, it's not the fate of our interviewees if they don't get <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> because I, I was at church last night, and and, uh, and the ground opened opened up and swallowed up the, the entire extended family of Korah. So it's like I went to bed with that, and I woke up this morning with this... Anyway, eventful you know, times. You know, eventful times uh, we're living in. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, yet you know what? It, it's uh, the, the the wonderful thing that it's it's part of the story of God's kind dealings with His people, and uh, and, and 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 dealing with people who show uh, great stubbornness and uh, and sinfulness, and uh, so it's wonderful that, uh, that you know in Jesus you get to call you. Judge, your saviour, mm. and your father. Amen. So there, there, there we go. But anyway, I, 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 I'm not giving away any hints. I mean, everyone's <laughs> listening, thinking he's about to drop the answer, and we can ring up and win the car. <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you were about to give it away. <laughs> it's See, right. you were worried, weren't you? We were worried, yeah. but no, Colin. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this morning. And of course, we're here to talk to you about well, 25 years of Colin Buchanan in the music industry and your the work you've been doing, and and also we've got this concert coming up here in Newcastle. But I think first and foremost, we want to start with just your story. And you know, yeah, your testimony. I'm so interested in what you've been through, how you've come to where you are today as a follower of Jesus, and with a legacy of just incredible music that has been a blessing to all of us in various different ages, but especially the the children's space as well. Well, you you are making the fundamental mistake that you must never ask a performer to tell you their story because there's a good chance they will you know? <laughs> and, and there goes the there goes the whole morning hey where, breakfast shift finished at 10 this morning why why is that because they asked colin tell them tell us your story it's gonna be the brunch show <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right but uh, uh look uh, a young a young boy came up to me a couple of years back and he would have been about eight years old and uh uh, and and after a concert, and as many do, and they uh, and we have high fives and we have a chat, and I always really love love that interaction. But uh, it's a slightly more serious sort of uh, chap, and like I say, about eight years old, and he and he said to me, uh, hey, uh, "I just wanted to tell you I really like your music." And I said, "Oh, thank you so much." And then he sort of fixed me with a stare, and he said, "No, I, I really like it." Mm. <laughs> Wow. And um, I, and and I think I related. Why I remember that situation is because I I remember as an eight year old boy encountering Jesus and thinking, no, this is this is this is serious stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Even though it's 
it's wonderful stuff. I just want to, I want to know Jesus. And it was a, you know, as it was, as you know, I was a child, it was childlike. And, uh, and I was responding as I, as I knew best to do that as uh, I was in a church where someone had used the little flannel stories, you know, where they stick the pictures up. It was oh, a very yes. simple, you know, very simple representation of, you know, Jesus and coming into your heart and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I necessarily knew exactly what that meant, but I'd grown up in, a, in churches. My parents had always uh, uh, attended church. But uh, personal faith was that that was sort of my first encounter. So, um, uh, you know, a little bit of a fast forward, and, and I had a teacher who really taught me a little more just at the beginning of high school about he had that great picture of sin on one side of a deep valley and and uh and god and on the other and then there's the cross that comes down as the bridge and uh and you're able to cross the bridge because jesus paid the price and mm. uh and that gives you a friendship with god and i've i've often said that that to me was like uh saying hey we've got chocolate you want any mm. <laughs> and uh I, I, because i just thought this is the most wonderful thing of course i would want to be forgiven by god who uh, you know, I, as we just said, you know, deserving of judgment and uh, receiving mercy is a that that is the wonder of the Christian life, and uh, and so I found myself in churches and uh, and you know in in our local church, and that's really where the journey of music happens because mm. so many people I meet, you know, we encounter music. I mean, it's something wonderful about the people of God is that you're, a, you know, God says I want I want you to be a singing people. Mm. And that's a really beautiful thing, and it's got so many levels to it. It worships God, and it 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 teaches uh, our own hearts. It teaches one another. Uh, it's sort of uh, it's it's almost like a creed as well. And uh, and there's a great beauty. There's very it opens our hearts to to listen to um, to God's word as well. So all of those things are happening. And I I went out to live in a little Christian community. Fast forward, because I was about to say with my wife, and they were like. Everyone would go, my goodness, he married at 12? <laughs> what, what, is, what sort of cult was Colin involved in? <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, uh, through the ups and downs of teen years, uh, you know, I, I very much, um, you know, set, set my heart on Christ and married uh, Robin, the Christian uh, woman, and, uh, and we went to live in a little Christian community out the back of Burke. And uh, mm. I'd been playing guitar and singing in Sunday school and church and writing little ditties of one sort or another along the way to help with that and uh and out there i started writing songs about the bush and little did i know that that would open the door to um uh to a, a career in country music that wasn't why i went there we went there to seek first the kingdom of god and uh so so this door opened because i just sent a few cassettes around you remember cassettes yes <laughs> Yeah, older than you sound, you guys. Yeah, and, no, uh, I'm, I'm out of the loop here. Like for me, cassettes, uh, like you know, it's it's a it's a vintage artifact. No, I know what a yeah, cassette yeah. is, Colin. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in the morning, you know, you used to have to go out to the stables and feed the cassettes. You know. You, <laughs> but anyway, it's, a, it's that's another story. That's another story. Uh, anyway, we. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we were out there, and and so I came back, and I had a, a released a couple of albums. Uh, you know, as a as as someone who was very sort of firmly convinced that the Lord had opened the doors to mm. to do this music in in the secular music scene, the country music scene, and I loved it. I made many friends, and I'm 
still involved in the country scene very much. Mm. But um, these little ditties, then uh, I, friends had said, you should record those. And I really had no idea how to record songs, you know, back in the day as these mm. songs emerged in Sunday school. And then 20, just, just over 20, 25 years ago, uh, I thought, I think it's time. I think I've learned how to make an album and, uh, it, you know, myself of these songs. And I called it Remember the Lord. I, uh, and, uh, and I remember when, uh, my friends from, uh, from Kurong rang up and, you know, they, they, they'd made a little order and they put it in their catalog, which is kind of them. And they rang back and said, we're going to need more of these. We've created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so right from the start, you know, there was this great, uh, embrace of my music and, uh, and this little echo, not a small echo, it run right the way through it, which is, you know, coming to Jesus is the best thing. Mm. Uh, being, belonging to him is the best thing. And getting into music industry was, was good because the Lord opened the doors and everything that I did in the music industry that I loved and I enjoyed, it was always a greater treasure. And, um, and so it was really wonderful to be able to sing about, the, you know, the greater treasure, uh, as I did with these albums. And they responded, you know, the, the response was terrific. But there was a little element, and I think you might have, you were going to ask me about, which was that I've left out. And I think it, it played its part because a lot of people had seen me on play school. Mm, of course. On, a, on ABC TV. And, uh, so I, I know how to get people uh, in tears if they're kids of the 90s at my concerts. I've got, in fact, I've got my guitar in my hand here. <laughs> oh, that was one of the most transportative experiences I've ever had. I was instantly six years old. <laughs> Wow. See, the power of the ning-nang-nong. Oh, it's, it's, that is amazing. So that that's uh, it's funny. I can sing that at a concert and all these 90s kids who brought their, their kids now along start to get a little misty and think back <laughs> to the days of Noni and John. Oh, and, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, and Benita, and uh, which, which uh, look, uh, this is the wonderful thing, and you know, and I don't want to overstate it, but uh, mm. you know, uh, at, at church last night we were in the wilderness and uh, with Moses, and you know, Moses was obviously you know the, the greatest leader of Israel, and mm. um, uh, but he served his apprenticeship practically, uh, you know, in Egypt, and mm. uh, so although his his heart for God was something you know that was all about. Be, being one of the people of Israel, and, uh, his practical skills were something that he learned, you know, uh, yeah, out, out in the world, if you like. And uh, so I, I've learned a lot from just, be, you know, being in the music industry. And uh, and my time in play school was just a very, you know, wonderful time. Just uh, when the, uh, there was always an early childhood advisor there, and she, mm. uh, early on, she she leant across between. Uh, you know, rehearsals uh, to me, Helen Martin, and she said, uh, "Now, just it's just Elliot at the other end of that camera. Remember that." And mm. 
at that stage, Elliot, my son, who's now 32, is, uh, was, was four years old, three or four years old. Mm. And, uh, so it was that beautiful sort of, uh, simplicity and intimacy, uh, of, you know, of, of just singing simple songs, playing, you know, uh, that I think was, you know, that I, I've taken that into my, into my music, uh, and, you know, just into my career. And I've loved the way that that just, uh, it resonates and it, it makes so much sense with the gospel as well. Mm-hmm. Jesus is constantly, you know, he's in a crowd and he says, who touched my coat? That my, my, my coat. Mm-hmm. He, um, he deals so beautifully with the individual that, uh, uh, so, you know, even though there was no, Helen didn't say, remember, just like Jesus does to us. <laughs> she didn't say that. Um, I, I don't know if she would, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot of just wonderful things. Uh, you know, Colin, you know, I'm very just grateful ask you, what's like, you must have so many rewarding things about this kind of ministry, but what would you say was the most rewarding thing about your ministry? I, I think it, the um, the confidence that we can have in in the things that God has given us. He's He's given us His Word, and it's. <laughs> so I said, to, someone rang me up the other day, and they said, "Hey, I got you on speakerphone. I'm teaching a bunch of uh, students uh, how to preach. What's your advice?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I said, "Look, I want I want no more of these prank calls." Uh, <laughs> It's like those those Faith FM guys keep ringing me up, and that's bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but I uh, I said, well, remember it's it's God's word, not yours, and mm, it's been around absolutely. a long time before you were, and it'll be around a long time after you're gone. So it, there's, there's, that's sort of not so much to put them in their place as just to remember that this is a this is big, you know, because it's it's it has its source in in the Lord and. Um, so remembering his word and then, you know, each of us, I mean, it's a big story that we get told a lot and it's, uh, you know, just generally is, you know, everyone's an individual and everyone's special. And I mean, I don't know that you can really understand that completely, uh, without understanding that we're made in the image of God and that God is, a, is, 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 he seeks the lost, you know, he's, he's someone who seeks us out. And, and so, uh, every, every gift that we have is, is really, you know, turned around sort of meant to mirror the glory of god that's Mm -hmm. that's 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 the vision for it so so i love that you know you take the word and then the person that god's made you to be and and the gifts and abilities that he's given to you whoever you are uh but and in my case i just love that those those collude together and then people make it very genuine you know and and you don't find out every impact that you've had in, in lives but uh, when people do like that eight-year-old boy uh, look you in the eye and say, "Now this is really important," mm. it's it's it, they're not really they're saying it to me, but really it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm just sort of the end of the line of God's you know magnificent way He works through mm. people and to to people, and uh, so I just love that it, that, that the music and the songs have got a significance in in not just individual lives, but you know, family life comes and goes so quickly, mm. that young family season. And uh, to know that, you know, those songs have been floating around in the car and in the house and and spurning questions too. So, 
Oh, look, your songs have helped me memorise Bible verses, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you got Thank that you little much, bit as yeah. well. <laughs> actually, actually, which which makes me think of this one. <laughs> we all like <laughs> I love it. That's Incredible. exactly the one I was thinking. That's literally how I learned Isaiah 53.6. It's from that song. Mm. Now, and look, I, yeah, sorry, go on. Someone's got to run this interview, Lawson, otherwise it'll just be... I was, someone's got to pull the brake on. I had just been loving what you're saying and how... Like, well, for you, in your case, it, that has translated into an incredibly prolific career making lots and lots of music. And again, in the, in the children's space, especially, has, has that just really like, did you did you find your niche in that and go like, oh, th- this is this is what I'm I, I feel like I'm best at doing or the most motivated to do? Like, how, how did you really come to a place where you're like? Music is my calling. There's this big story. It's here before and after me, but this is where I am now, and this is this is the legacy that I want to leave. Well, I, look, I um, I think I I, 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 want, I want to answer it in a way that might be useful to people who like it, you know who, who want to use their gifts, creative gifts, mm. uh, because um, I I would say we we made up you know. I made up Baba Do Baba, uh, um, and then I used it in my local church with five kids, you oh, know, wow. in the Sunday school class. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, some, something I created for a sort of mass, <laughs> you know, something I didn't, I didn't know that. I just wanted to help, help them and me, uh, like you, Mon, uh, remember the, the, the verses because mm. I'm, mm. I'm not so good at remembering verses. And, um, so I, I, I think that's, just being faithful with what you've got where you are and then seeing, you know, you get a sense of when it's resonating, when it, when it's meaningful, mm. um, to people. And, and really I've just sort of followed that natural sense. And so when, you know, when, uh, when the, uh, you know, I did a concert and I, in my country music, <laughs> I, I was used to, oh, there's a table for you to do signings at. And it's like, oh, good. So that'll be the table I'll be sitting on my own at after the concert. <laughs> uh, sort of, you know, when you're trying to establish a career, you know, it's it's always, you know, there's some lonely moments. But uh, after the first concert I did for my kids' Christian music, which was in the car park at Kurong, actually, um, I came out and there was this massive line of people, and uh, and it was just, I, I suppose it wasn't, it was people saying. That this is something that really resonates. This is something mm. we want want to listen to and want to do. So there was certainly the, that element of response. Mm. Um, and uh, but I also find that God's word is so rich, and I love the process. I mean, I trained as a primary school teacher, and and um, uh, you know, and I suppose that my work with children's music as well, and just play school was about. T- taking sort of some of the big things of life and making them simpler and playing mm. in those things. And, uh, uh, and so I just find God's word is so rich with, with truths and very often very deep and, and important and significant truths. Um, and pr- so seeking to understand those and then shaping those. And I would say distilling, not diluting. That's, uh, not take, not making them silly, 
<laughs> but mm. you know, leave, leaving the guts of them there, and and Amen. even though Barb Barb bar is sort of silly, all the words are there, and those words are some of the most, you know, they are the, sort the of super super. Yeah. That's right, and and very rarely in the in the scriptures does the gospel appear in such a supercharged, mm. concentrated way as in Isaiah fifty three six. You can be wrapped around a tree in the last of your, again, back to violence, you know, and and I thought this when I wrote it, which sounds very hideous, but uh, I thought one day these kids are going to grow up and let's say they're in their final moments, whatever their final moments might be, young or old, and uh, and then for some reason the Baba finds its way into there and 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 there right, right before them is their own sin, which none of us need to really be convinced about. Uh, and then the mercy of God in Christ who lays the iniquity. And you could just, in that moment, um, find the treasure, the eternal treasure that's in that verse. And so, I, I mean, you know, I guess the, the Bible is full of not just verses like that, but, but truths that can, uh, passages, you know, ideas that can find their way into songs. And if you can find a simple way and a memorable way to put those things in, into song, then that's a really exciting thing, and it's just kept being exciting, <laughs> invigorating, oh, and exciting. And people keep coming, you know, the cues keep forming, which is like people uh, are responding to this. So, what like a legacy at, at both, both those levels! It's really mm-hmm. lovely, and they're bringing their kids now. Well, is, that's uh, that's that's what we're really, really here to promote, Colin, as well as we have this concert coming up uh, very very. It's soon a concert tour, in, actually, in, in in Newcastle, but yeah, all over Australia. Yeah, so the, the tour, he's touring Australia. Uh, you can get your tickets at colinbuchanan.com.au, but we are actually going to be giving away a family pass for tickets to the, the concert that's happening here in Walls End. So if you're a local uh, Novacastrian, you can actually send your email to zero four nine one. 064669. But if you're anywhere else in Australia, jump online, colinbuchanan.com.au, and check out where Colin's going to be performing his Celebrating 25 Years Tour. Absolutely. Hey, Colin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, Well, thank you very much, Lawson. Thank you, Mon. It's been great. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to sing. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to be listening to Remember the Lord right now. Thank you so much, yes. Colin. <laughs> If you stub your toe when you get out of bed And you slip in the shower and you knock your head If you miss your brekkie and your bike tires flat If the dog eats your lunch and you step on the cat Remember the Lord, oh Remember that He is in control Remember the Lord, oh He's watching His children, He cares Remember the Lord, oh, oh. If you get to school about a half hour late and the principal meets you at the gate, if you can't remember one plus two and you busted for something that you didn't do, remember the Lord, oh. Remember that He is in control. Remember the Lord, He's watching his children, he cares all. Remember the Lord, oh, oh. 
If your dad is crusty and your mum's in a flap And you spill the custard in your sister's lap If you're sent to bed and you don't know why And you can't get to sleep and you just want to cry <laughs> Remember the Lord, oh Remember that He is in control Remember the Lord, oh He's watching His children If you're down and out and things look bleak If you're in the pits and you're out for a duck If you're long in the tooth and short of a buck Remember the Lord, oh Remember that He is in control Remember the Lord, oh He's watching His children He cares, oh Remember the Lord, Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.